Hello and welcome back to the movie Down Low. We are back from our little vacation and back by popular demand is... Monkey! Woo! Popular demand. Well, popular demand? Yes. So we have listeners? Yeah. <laughs> well, the dozens of <laughs> listeners who are listening very much enjoyed your presence. Yay! They liked your knowledge of film. Oh, okay, cool. I thought it was pretty good. I had a good time. I had a great time. That was really a lot of fun. Yes, yes. I'm wearing my horizontal stripe shirt because, like the Golden Girls, horizontal stripes make me look like Roger Ebert. So I well, and, and we were just discussing how I have the perfect face for radio. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it never stopped, you know, never stopped to be Arthur. True that? Yeah, you know, so. He was a very attractive man. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I love B. Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> All right, so welcome back. We, of course, are discussing the 75 greatest horror films of all time, as by listed by moi. Yes, let's make sure that we know that this is QC's list. Yes, this is my list. And uh, we are going to be discussing number 53, which is a rather new film, The Witch. The Vivitch. The Vivitch, yes, yes, that's how it's spelled correct. That's good memory. Um, This movie came out in 2016 in February. It was actually released... Previously that year, um, the in 2015 at Sundance, was bought by the new hot indie studio A24. And they've released a lot of them. They've released The Witch, It Comes at Night. Um, they did Lady Bird, which I really loved, although it's not a horror movie, but it's still a really good film. And The Witch. So, a lot of hype for this movie when it came out. Now, reviews have been are really good on it. I, if I'm going to look this up. I just looked it up, but brain's gone today. So while he's looking that up, talk amongst yourselves. Let talk me amongst- give you a topic. <laughs> Two V's instead of a W. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> the bitch. <laughs> the bitch. <laughs> well, dead air is never a good thing. I can tell you a joke. What okay. do you call a bear with no teeth? What? Gummy bear. Oh my gosh. Appropriate for all ages. Appropriate <laughs> for all This podcast is not always. Um, which we'll get to No, but that joke is. That joke is. <laughs> Appropriate for everyone with the IQ below three digits. <laughs> all right. Uh, 91% at Rotten Tomatoes, which is wow. very well reviewed. 83% at Metacritic, which signifies uh, universal acclaim. However, the reason really wanted to talk about The Witch is because something we talked about with Hereditary and something we're going to be talking about It Comes at Night, and probably It Follows as well, is that there has been this renaissance, I think, in horror film. I, I don't know if you would agree, where really interesting, original horror films are being released that are very critically well regarded, that don't necessarily connect with the fans or the audience, the mainstream movie-going public. The Witch only has a 53% audience approval on Rotten Tomatoes, and only 40... I'm going to be in the 47% that didn't (laughs) care for it. And 41% of them would only highly recommend it. So, interesting. And it got a C- from CinemaScore, which is not very good, even for a horror film. Horror films usually don't get that good of CinemaScores, but that's not so great. So... Um, just so we know, there could there will be spoilers, and you know, salty language may be used, so viewer discretion is advised. Uh, we try to keep it, you know, as PG as possible, but it's hard sometimes. This movie is going to be hard to keep it PG. Yeah, there is some disgustingness that happens in this. There movie. is, yes. So I'm going to give the probably not appropriate for any age, but there it is. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give the synopsis. So. 
uh, it takes place, of course, it's a New England folktale, as it says on the poster. So uh, it takes place during Puritan times. 1630s. 1630s, correct. And uh, there is a, a family of seven. They are living in a Puritan town, and they have disagreements over the New Testament. And they are banned from their community. And sent off to live out in, you know... The edge of nowhere. edge of nowhere. Uh, and the father, there's a father, mother, uh, their oldest daughter, Thomason. Uh, their next oldest son, Caleb. The twins. And their brand new baby boy, Samuel. And the twins are Mercy and Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, the twins. We'll discuss those twins in a little bit. And the father is William and the mother. Y'all have seen The Shining, right? <laughs> and the mother is Catherine. Um, an interesting thing here, so this is film directed, this is uh, Robert Eggers' first time film. He wrote and directed this. He is a, originally was a production designer, and I think whether you like the movie or not, the film is beautifully shot, well directed, it has great angles, great... I mean, when they're going through the woods and you see those beautiful shots as they're going through the trees, I think it looks wonderful. And it feels like this is the 16th century. You know, 15th, 16th century. It feels like the 1630s. 17th century. 17th century. Whatever. All right. Calm down, Alec Trebek, okay? <laughs> what is the 17th century for 400? <sighs> We're going to have oh, to be dear. like Jeopardy after oh, this. Right. Anyways, um, I think it looks and is... Can, Beautiful. It looks compelling. It's incredibly well acted. So now let's get into the film. I really like The Witch for its originality. For its... I'm just going to let QC speak his piece before I... Oh, I'll let you speak him. your piece. <laughs> for, I think the acting is genius. I th- That's one of the big things for me. I think the main actors sell it. The girl... Who plays Thomason? Her name's Anya uh, Taylor Joy. You lost track. Oh, oh no, no, that's that's, not, that's, that's it. That's okay. the whole thing. I don't want to give. Oh, a, okay. All right. Oh, you're right. I did. So basically, they go off into the remote location, and the Samuel, the child, is stolen. The baby. The baby is stolen by a witch, and it creates chaos and confusion with the family and paranoia. And she mutilates it with mortar and pestle, and covers <laughs> herself in its blood, and then suddenly she can fly. Well, that's we're going to get to that in a minute, because that's where I think I... So anyways, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, you know, I think it's incredibly well acted, especially by Anya Taylor-Joy, who plays Thomason, uh, Ralph Innocent, who plays William the father, and Kate Dickey, who plays the mother, Catherine. I think the three of them really anchor the film in a lot more reality and keep it from... Maybe some of the more sillier elements that I think do enter the film enter late in the film, which I, I'm a little more up in the air about. So the first time I saw the witch, I, I wasn't disappointed. I was a little oh, that's what this is about. Okay, I still liked it, but I I, I could have done without the last five minutes of the film. I've now rewatched Definitely it recently. Definitely the last five minutes are completely unnecessary. Unnecessary. And, but mainly my issue with it is just the fact that I like movies that are ambiguous. And I think up until a certain point, the witch is... In, other than we know the witch killed the baby. There is a witch. But whether Thomason is actually evil or not, or whether she you know is into witchcraft, I think up until the very end, 
is completely ambiguous and it, it lets you up for your own interpretation. Once that end hits, I feel like there is no ambigu- ambiguity anymore. It's over. Obviously, she's a witch. She's been, she signed her soul over to the devil. That's what the whole, you know, signing was. Yeah, we're not talking witches like cool little Wiccan make potions and, no, we're you talking, know, you know, herbs. Black we're not magic. talking Sandra Bullock and practical magic kind of witch. <laughs> we're talking like Satan's well, soldiers kind of witches. Well, but, uh, so I, I went to the theater to see this movie. Yes, you because did. Because so they, they put the little... You know, those little snippets they put out there on the TV to get you all interested in the movie. I love a good witch movie. Love a good witch movie. This was not it. So, Jeff and I went to the theater to see it. Oh, I don't know. Papa J. We'll call him Papa J. Um, We went to the movie to see it. And um, actually, just so you know, it hadn't been out very long. No. And there was only like 17 of us in the theater. And two couples got up and left. So, at $10 a movie ticket, how bad is a movie if you get up and leave? But, I'm not going to say that. What I think that this movie, I don't think should be qualified as a horror movie. I think it must be some sort of one of those, you know, too smart for me movies where they're trying to point out, like, feminism or... I'm not really sure because... First of all, they're too religious to live on the plantation, this little settlement yes. that they have in New England, and and they won't live by the town's rules um, because they're not religious enough. And so, happily, they pack up everything they own. Well, at least the father and the mother. I do not think Thomason is happy about no, this. No, she's not happy from the very beginning. And they move out to the BFE on the edge of the wood where they're not allowed to <laughs> the get The Ozarks almost. It, I mean, it's... It, yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, I'm watching this movie. I'm a little bit jealous that they can just go out to some piece of land. And, yeah, this is where we live now. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> squatters, I think they're called now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So they move out there, you know. And then the mom has a baby, and Thomason's watching the baby. And Thomason is probably about 11 or 12 years old at the making of this film because they're going to talk about her coming into her womanhood. I think she's like 14 or 15, actually. Well, that would be a little late to be coming into their womanhood, so I'm just saying. Well, maybe not in the 16th century, though, is what I'm saying. 17th, sorry. Maybe you're right. She could be 13 because people got married at 15. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. They only lived till they were like 40. So, anyway. um, So, off they go to live their ultra Puritan lifestyle. So, basically, it's the father makes all the rules and everybody else just does what he says. So, I kind of feel like this movie is like Thomason had no choice but to become a witch because her life sucked. I mean, it sucked. So anyway, the baby disappears while playing peekaboo. We, the audience, Which know the baby was sad. snatched by a witch and mutilated in a mortar and pestle where the witch covered herself in the baby's blood what? and bones and whatever, and then she could fly. But of course, the family doesn't know that. So their big concern is, of course, that the baby has gone to hell because he's not been baptized. Okay, so problem number one that I have with this film, okay. if they are ultra-Puritan, like too Puritan for the plantation... Right. How is the baby not baptized? Okay, problem number one. No, just throwing okay. it out there. I actually then, have an answer to that, but I'll let okay, you go Okay, go ahead. ahead. Okay, so answer. here's my answer. The baby was not born on until they moved to the Correct. remote area. 
Correct. No one else lives there. How are they going to get someone to baptize the child if nobody else lives there? You don't think the father considers himself I a holy do, man? They don't go to church. These people live by No, the- I agree with you, but I think that they, the father is so strict and so rigid that he would it would require you know some type of religious man to do that to the child. I think he you know what I mean. I just don't believe it. I think okay. that, that that the that the priest, preacher, reverend, whatever, whoever you needed to baptize that child would have already been there. I believe they would have had their land blessed also. I can't believe that this family would do that. But I'm not a historian. Right, neither am I. So, so I don't, I want, don't to... want to get into any disagreements with people out there. Problem number 2. Somehow in the film, about 10 minutes after the baby's stolen, these horrible, evil little twins, um, <laughs> Mercy and Jonas, and they are they're horrible. They're little evil horrible, little brats, yeah. Horrible, yes. I, um, they're teasing the black billy goat. Black Philip. Black Philip. <laughs> they call him Black Philip, and he whispers to them. Okay. So here's problem number two. One, I don't believe they would have kept the black goat. I believe they would have thought it was a, sor- a sign of Satan himself. These are very Puritan people. He's the only black... I can't even believe black goats that look like this, black billy goats that look like this, are even that common. I don't think I've ever seen one. And I love goats. But so well, this is New England. Uh, and this I actually, is true. This is true. And these but, are all real animals. So they have to I'm not them. saying it's not a real animal. Right. I'm just saying they're not that common. So And where did it come from? Because when they're moving out there that is not their goat so it just uh, they just acquire it nah i don't believe that either so second of all the children say that the goat whispers to them but not to the parents only to thomason that's true okay yeah i'll give you that okay so that's number that's the second thing okay so then the mother believes that their family is damned because they left the plantation Okay, she, and she says that. Yeah, but I have a different opinion on that one. No, she says that. No, they I agree with you. She says their that. Their family by leaving, so she wants to go back. Okay, so for however this family works in this strict thing, we all know the mom makes the rules. Let's get real. In Little House on the Prairie, it wasn't Michael Landon. No, it's definitely it was, was Michael Learned. Okay, <laughs> but is that her name? I don't remember. I, I that was not I, her I, name. I, that's anyway, beyond my but era. The mom whispers in the dad's ears, and then the dad makes it happen. Okay, so but anyway, that's irrelevant. So then the baby disappears. Right. Okay. So now the mom has decided to hate Thomason. Right. She's jealous of Thomason. I think she things. hated her from the beginning, but we'll get to that in a minute. Well, and then this super Puritan family. So Caleb, they live out here. There's no one. There's just no. them. That's it. So Thomason, if you watch the movie, Caleb is like looking at his sister's breasts. Yeah, I. That's. But I think that's part of the problem. So let's go. That's and... why they want to move. Move Thomason because to town. Poor Caleb. Okay, I actually want to talk about that now. That we'll, we'll get to a little more of your issues with film. So I, I'm going to defend the movie on these couple counts that you put it on. Oh, please do okay. defend so away. <laughs> I, I don't really care what where Black Philip came from. The movie, the first few minutes is very quickly set up. It's just to get them on the thing. Right. So really, there could have been a lot of things. Second off, I don't live in New England. I live in. The Pacific Northwest. Who knows? There could be black goats everywhere. Third off, (laughs) 
It's just go- they have like ten listen, goats. Listen, okay? why gotta be None black? Them- okay, listen, don't. don't why you gotta make it about race? Yeah, why you gotta make it about why race? Why you coming at me? Why all you crooked? coming at me? Yeah. All right, he's the Trayvon Martin of goats. So, <laughs> anyways, sorry, that was a terribly insensitive joke, and not against Trayvon Martin, just against the whole black goat thing. Just against the goat. Yeah. I just don't believe they would have kept the goat. I can't. Get okay, past but here's that. the thing. I know that we know goats as a sign of satanic, you know, is now, I don't know if they knew that in the 16th century. So here's the thing, it takes Where do you think it came from? I think it came from, hold on, the Salem Witch Trials, which had not happened yet. So, but here's the thing, I'll forgive that for a minute. Okay. The only reason I think they haven't gotten rid of the goat is, so hear me out for a minute. I think the mom Otta, has never really cared for Thomason. Because if you look at Catherine, Catherine is a little more plain looking. She's a little more... Oh, she's definitely jealous of her daughter. Daughter. And Thomason is clearly going to be gorgeous. Clearly. I mean, she, she already, already is. is. Yeah. You know. And she, Thomason has a lot of guilt when the baby goes missing. She feels terrible. She really does. You truly oh, feel yeah. that she She's had, not a witch until She's not age. a witch. And Where she's the tempted mom, with butter. The mom <laughs> immediately... without even saying a word accuses Thomason of losing her child and immediately blames her so when the twins tell him tell Thomason that Black Phillip is you know whispers to them and they whisper to Black Phillip and actually Black Phillip doesn't actually whisper them till the end remember they're mainly just whispering to Black Phillip and Black Phillip goes but and it's just those creepy close up. That's just what you hear. That's just what we hear. So we don't know if anything. They could just. And be... what's with the rabbit? Okay, well we're gonna get to there in just a minute. Hold on. I like all the creepy animals because I feel like it I gives a sense of dread. I don't like creepy animals, but what's with the rabbit? Listen, this is the anti-peta film. The rabbit is the witch. The rabbit is the. That's very true. Here's because how did the witch get into? We'll we'll get to that in a minute. Um. So I believe <laughs> before we I get, digress. I digress. I digress. Wait. 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 <laughs> Hold Man, on. you're bringing up things, and I'm like, I got answers to these. Hold on, Gene Siskel. People, calm down you there. You better get your notepad out, because yeah. I got more <laughs> problems. Oh, I know you got more problems. So here's the thing. I can forgive. I agree with you. There may be a few setup issues and unexplained things in the beginning. I can forgive that, because I think the tone of the film is really creepy, and it works. And I believe the fact that Thomason, you know, she thinks that the, the twins are evil. And when she tells her mother, her mother completely dismisses her and thinks she is just, you know, you're... But the father doesn't know which one's which, so he locks them all in the bar. But we're not there yet. Remember, the father kind of defends Thomas in the first place because... Okay, so, you know, the child goes missing and the mother and the daughter, who already probably have a strained relationship, gets more strained. And the father clearly... I think he really likes Thomason. Well, he I think loves he his children. Loves his children. I think all of them. Yes. I don't think he... he. Th- I think he does not believe Thomason is involved today. would never believe that. No. Even though... And it's funny. Even though he's this terribly evil, you know, this rigid Puritan man, I actually don't think he's a terrible man. I think he's a man who's conflicted with pride. He's not He's not a terrible man. He's an, out, he's an excellent man until the end when, obviously, they've all been bewitched or damned or whatever it is they Well, have. he believes they're bewitched or damned. I think they damn themselves. Well, I well, that's probably true, but I th- it, when you're watching the movie, I wasn't scared. I wasn't I was scared disturbed. of the movie. Disturbing is a good word, yes, but what is the one thing I will give it is you don't know cuz you know going into this movie someone's a witch. Right. Someone in this family is a witch. So as you're watching the movie, you don't really know who, because at first you think it's the twins. But it's really not. But then you think 
it's Caleb. But it's not. Then you think it's the mom. But it's not. Then you think it's the dad. Nope. It's and always then the only person left is Thomason. Ha- well, and the thing is, I think it was always Thomason because with it saying is, I do think the witch is a metaphor for feminism. I actually do agree with you on the, that. And the only reason I say that is because at the end of the movie, <clears throat> after the slaughter. Yeah. She she takes off her corset and like her you know her clothes. Well, not all her clothes though, but like the the mm-hmm. binding clothes. She lets her hair down. She's she free. takes off her car. Yes, and so that's what makes me think possibly this movie is is a well, thing for little feminism or whatever. Little infamously, but. it was <laughs> approved. <laughs> this was probably very. I'm sure they loved this free publicity because I I know Robert Eggers had no intention of this. <laughs> it was approved by the Satanic group. You know the the group of our lovely group of Satanists. They approved this movie for its strong message of Satanism. I, I'm sure they did because there is some stuff in here. So anyway, after the baby disappears and the thing goes on, Caleb and the father go out in the woods to go hunting because their crops have gone bad. They only have corn, but it's gone and they're bad. All, they none of them have made it. They're eating bread basically and, and, in water every day. Yes, and. So they, they. He says he already pawned the mother's silver cup, like the only thing they own of value in their whole lives. Which the mother does not. So know oh, about. we're not there yet. Oh yeah. So then they, they put the, he pawns the cup, and he's telling Caleb this, and Caleb's big concern is that his brother is in hell because he's not been baptized because these are good Christian men, God fearing men, and so they're out hunting. They have to reset the trap. Anyway, nothing. They go back. I actually think Can you guys hear that? I think the dogs are playing. Oh, yeah. So then they go back home, and where have you been? The mother freaks out because she is not right in her head because, you know, she thinks her baby's burning in hell, and it's Thomason's fault. So... I think she has guilt of being a... I think she has guilt of the fact that her her child died. They don't even know the child is dead. I think she knows. I Honestly, I think she knows. So... So then the, they, the older two children, Caleb and Thomason, stay up where the mom is basically telling the dad that Thomason's got to go, you know, oh, she's becoming a woman, and and I've seen Caleb looking at her, and so the father's like, okay, I'll take her to town tomorrow, and um, find her a nice family to live with. So basically what they're saying is the mother hates Thomason, and she's got to go. Right. So... Which I think wasn't so, that uncommon in those Thomason days. But Thomason and Caleb heard it. So Caleb thought if he could um, find some food in the forest, then Thomason would stay. Because, of course, he doesn't... doesn't want <laughs> the dog wants in. Let me record new... It's Black Philip. <laughs> Black Philip. Okay, there's so, a... Okay, admit that. Black Philip, just so we're going through... He is anything. definitely the best character in the home and movie. He is, I'm say. just saying... That goat fucking scared me. Okay, I'm telling you right well, now. Well, I will I'm, tell you that my dream one day is to have a goat farm, and my husband informed me last night, when we get goats, there definitely ain't going to be no fucking black goat. <laughs> so, anyway, his their eyes already freak him out because they're oblong. So, anyway. So, <laughs> so Caleb and Thomason, Thomason says she's going to tell the parents unless he Caleb lets her go with so off into the woods they go and they find a rabbit in the trap they're going to take it back and then they they have brought the dog and the horse and then the dog sees this damn jackrabbit who is in the beginning of the film that nobody can seem to kill with the world's largest gun and 900 hour long fuse i mean i get it it's the 1600s whatever (laughs) so um caleb tries to get the rabbit the dog runs after the rabbit the horse freaks out. 
bucks Thomason, who then falls and becomes unconscious. And when Thomason wakes up in the woods, there's nothing. But earlier before that, Caleb is, hears the dog cry, runs there. The dog has been mutilated and the rabbit is standing next to it. Caleb tries to kill the rabbit, finds the witch's house, who then bewitches him. As a gorgeous young red As a, thing. She's dark-haired, but dark red cloak. Yeah, with red cloak. Sorry, red, you're right. The but red the cloak. night before, when the mother had inquired where Will and Caleb were, um, Caleb says he saw an apple tree in the valley. And the other thing about this movie that's really hard is Caleb's accent is so thick, and they speak with, you know, old English these and thys and those. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to understand Caleb. Very I watch subtitles. I had oh, to. cheater. Okay. Sorry, but that was the one thing that Caleb, helps. Caleb is very hard to understand. So. He is. I do recommend if you do watch this movie at home, please put on subtitles. It's much easier to understand. They do speak. I have to say Robert Eggers did um, do a lot of research on how people spoke back then, and it does feel accurate. It does the, not feel like... The dad reminds me of someone from, like, Lord of the Rings. He was actually, humorously enough, both him and the woman, his wife, were both on Game of Thrones. Oh, that's <laughs> what it is. Okay. She oh! was Aunt Liza, yes, the okay. crazy one with the weird breastfeeding thing, which yes. is funny. Which is funny, because she has that thing in this movie. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> that's why I brought her up. And I don't really think she has any boobs to speak of, so that's even worse. So that anyway, scene is definitely the st- most disturbing for me. So then the father's going to go look for him, and Thomason comes wandering out of the woods. and So then, of course, now Caleb's missing, the horse is missing, and the Catherine, dog is and missing. And Caleb is clearly Catherine's favorite. And, um, well, you know, they always liked boys better because they're first-class citizens, and girls were, like, third, fourth, fifth-class citizens. Especially ones who are prettier than their mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, um, anyway, the dad's like, well, we'll go look for him. And Thomason's like, um, you know, trying to make things right with her mother. And she's like, let me go feed the goats. And so she goes out to feed the goats. And there's Caleb, buck naked, leaned up against a post. So they bring him in the house and um, perform what can only be considered an exorcism on him. There's, um... Well, let's see. They make cuts on his body and bleed him because obviously we need to get the poison out. And they did things like that back then. So it's it's not like I want to say before you go on medieval personally, the exorcism scene, which lasts about 10 minutes, I think is the best amount of sustained tension the film holds. I think it's the film's best scene. I think it's the one where I thought. Wow, I'm in the presence of a director who. I I'll give you that. This is probably the only scene where, like, if you were gonna pause a movie to go do mm-hmm. something, it wouldn't be during this scene. No. So anyway, they're discussing it, and they're still gonna take Thomas into town and get a doctor, but they've got no horse, and it's a dip this, and that's all. So it's a whole argument. So then Caleb starts speaking in tongue, and. Um, I guess in tongue. I'm. I don't know if he's speaking Satanism or what. So, I think Caleb was too pure to be a Satanist. I think that's that was the problem. Is, yeah. yeah. So, um, pretty soon the whole family's up there, and the children, the Mercy and Jonas, are saying it's Thomason. She's bewitched him, and you know, not realizing their fancies are going to basically destroy the family. So. They're all going to hold hands and recite the Lord's Prayer over them. And the two little kids say they can't remember their prayer. And obviously in this family, they probably learned how to say that before they learned how to say their own names. So then they lay on the floor and act like they're writhing in pain like their brother Caleb. So Thomas and the mom and the dad hold hands and they recite the Lord's Prayer. To which Caleb begins to choke. 
and they pry his mouth open and out comes a rotten apple. So Gross. <laughs> that was pretty nasty, actually. So anyway, and then he starts reciting the Lord's Prayer, and then he dies. Um, Very sad scene. It, it was sad, but, you know, proclaiming the Lord before he died, so they should be grateful that he would have went to heaven. <laughs> they are so, not grateful. <laughs> and, and actually, the fact that he spewed out the rotten apple as the family would more lead me to believe that the lies you've told to God is what killed you. But no, no, these people go right to witchcraft. Well, think about the apple. I think that makes sense to me that they would go right to witchcraft. Maybe not to us, but they would because the apple, of course, I mean, when I think of the apple for thinking about religion, Adam Adam and Eve, Eve, and the apple represents... Right, but you're still back to God being vengeful on them, not... Well, they believe the God's vengeful. <laughs> they do. They believe in the old Puritan God. So, um, anyway, now the children have convinced the father that Thomason may indeed be a witch. And, of course, he's just lost two sons in the course of, like... A week. We don't know how long it is. Doesn't... It could have been six months. I don't know. But, anyway, they, they lead you to believe, you know, that now he's got two sons dead and he's not in his right mind. So... Thomason runs out of the house because, you know, Mercy and Jonas are accusing her of being a witch. Her mother says some pretty hateful things. And her mother says some hateful things. And so the father catches her. They talk. And he asks her if she's a witch. And she calls her dad out for being a hypocrite. And this is, like, unheard of. You know, this, this scene right here would never have taken place. Well, maybe. I mean, I guess we didn't see inside people's houses. Right. Girls were not allowed to speak. Children weren't allowed to speak unless spoken to. So for her to call her father out for being a hypocrite, and and she basically says he damned them when he brought them to this place. And the mother had already told him that. So he he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to believe. And so the twins are now comatose, pretending to be mummified. And they're wearing, like, these super big clothes, so they just look like, creepy dolls like yeah from, they really are creepy they're a little fraternal <laughs> yes it's like it's just weird and the clothes are like super huge so they're like you know um a christmas story yes. like, i can't put my arms yeah <laughs> so um anyway so the dad locks them all in the barn with the goats you know and thomason's like this is a bad idea please don't do this and he boards them in there i mean they they can't get out and, and then the, he goes and prays right afterwards and then he goes and prays and, and actually and, i love that scene because I still think, even though he's wrong, and he's pretty much every decision William makes throughout the film is the one bad decision after the next. Yeah, they should have never left the plantation. Right. I love that he admits that he feels like it's his his fault. He takes the blame personally about for his wife losing her mind, for his children right. becoming... Right, and he begs... Yeah. begs Jesus to save his children because Please. he knows he's 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 done it. so yeah. he's like just save my kids because I love them and because right. I think the scene where he locks up Thomason is and more the twins. and the twins is more to appease Catherine it is but which, he doesn't know, he does believe one of his children is a witch. He just doesn't know, know which one. Yes. And he's like, just please save them. Right. So save my oh, children. So um, we're never going to find out what happens to the twins. Okay. So nightfall happens. I have an opinion about the twins. So can I, can we say, let me, can we well, say hang on. Okay. So we got to tell what happens. So the <laughs> nightfall comes and the, the mother has some weird dream about Samuel and the baby. And then Samuel wants her to look at a book with him. So... We know now that this is the devil speaking to her, which makes you think that she's the one who's the witch and just doesn't know it. 
Um, and Which still could possibly be. Um, it could be because she's going to attack her daughter the next morning. Anyway, so she, she's like, one moment, your brother's hungry. And so she's breastfeeding the baby. But really what it is is a crow pecking at her breasts, which you'll see later. Then in the next scene, um, there's some noise in the barn. And the children see the witch, who, of course, is this naked, ugly, gross woman that we see in the beginning. And I don't know if she's... I'm not sure what's going on, but she's either... Drinking goat's milk. I think she's drinking goat's blood. Oh, that's right. Goat's blood um, from the goat. Not the black goat, but one of their regular goats. Mm-hmm. And um, um, and turns around and laughs and the, the children scream and Thomason screams. And then we wake up. The dad gets up. He climbs out of bed and he's going outside. And you see the mom as he's getting out of bed, and she's just got blood all over her night shift. So, so that really actually happened. A crow was mm-hmm. like actually pecking at her breast. Um, he goes outside. He sees all his goats dead. The goat barn is destroyed, and there lays Thomason with blood on her hands. But well, yes. And so I don't know what he says, but it doesn't matter because then the without you seeing it, he is gored Bored. by the black. By Black Philip, which is shocking. It, not yeah, expecting. you didn't expect it. So there's your there's your jump scare. Um, Only one really in the movie, I think. Truthfully, uh, yeah, yeah. Or there's also a jump scare when Thomason opens her eyes and the baby's gone. That's you true. get that little jump scare there. Um, so anyway, um, he proceeds to gore the father to death, and then he falls into this pile of chopped wood which obviously is a huge part of this movie i didn't i can't even believe i didn't mention it because the father chops wood all the time obviously it's a sign of sexual frustration idle hands <laughs> are the devil's workshop remember um actually at one point thomason is brushing out his woolens washing his pants mm-hmm. and he is outside chopping wood in a towel i mean that's all the man does is chop freaking wood they've got to have I really thought the stack would be bigger, honestly. (laughs) So anyway, then Thomason, kind of in a fog, starts walking up, and the mother comes out. And And with her hair down for the first time, too. And immediately accuses Thomason of murdering her own father and uh, bewitching the brother because she's a slut. And basically everything she feels about Thomason comes out, and she attacks Thomason. Thomason then stabs her mother to death. She has no choice. No, it really, it's going to be kill or be killed at this point. Because um, the whole family's gone incredibly mad, obviously. In fact, she's the only one, I think, who stays sane. Oh, you know, I'm beginning to think it was like lead poisoning in the water or something. I don't know. So, um, they, uh, then Thomason goes in the house, takes off the corset, everything but her, like, nightshirt, whatever those undergarment Basically thing. her dress, but just her whole yeah. thing. And she asks and, the goat to and speak she, to her. No, she falls asleep. Oh, that's right. And then she wakes up in the evening and she asks the goat if he really can speak. Um, I, whatever it is, you just speak to me. And she bakes him a couple times. Yes, and then the goat does speak to her and asks her what she wants. Does she like the taste of butter? How about a pretty dress? Would you like to live deliciously? So Thomason, of course, Yes. And he says, I just need you to sign this book. And she goes, but I don't know how to write my name. I will guide you. And then you go off into the woods where there's a bunch more witches. And all these naked girls are chanting and they float around. And there's 
Black well, Phillip at remember, the center of it all. It's... If you remember the Crucible when they are dancing, there, so this is why I don't have an issue with that end as much as I did. Okay, I still think there's. I still think it would have been great if it had just ended. I think the film would have been perfect for me, like perfect if it had ended with Black Phillip speaking one word one word and then maybe when we saw the hand go on her shoulder yeah like because he says the thomason hoof. the hoof no it's a it's a hand though remember yeah. he trained that would have been genius oh i would have been like okay the goat i'm sorry every time i see the end i think of jack nicholson in batman or do you dance with the devil in the pale moonlight <laughs> or the witches of eastwick it does kind of remind me of no the... that's what i think of do you dance with the devil in the pale moonlight or in practical magic when oh, you yeah. make jokes about dancing naked i mean the fire. there's definitely but but remember What's the girl's name from the craft faruka For, no that's her real name faruza bulk yeah, yeah. faruza bulk this this ain't that kind of witch. This is like wowza kind of witch. But the reason what what, ha- what do you think happened to the twins? Let's okay, so okay, let's go with it. Okay, well, so let's go with what happened because we're twins. already way over our half an hour. Don't worry, we, we were never gonna go stand <laughs> on this one. I knew what we were because we're probably gonna now start to get to the argue about merits of the film. Okay, so the twins, I truly believe, didn't um are actual like they're like the devil. I actually believe the twins and Black Phillip. We're one. We're one. I don't know if they ever really existed. Maybe, like, at one point when they were born, they were swamped out. The way they act throughout the whole film... <laughs> body snatchers. Yes, very body snatchers. <laughs> just, just Satan body snatchers, right? <laughs> Listen, um, I here's the thing. I think that Thomason was never evil. And that e- I think what the movie is saying is that if you are not careful... You know, she she just wanted to be free. She that's all she always wanted. She never really believed in any of her family's. Oh no, I do believe she believed in God very much. God, because but she not, begged for forgiveness not, and not God. I'm talking about maybe their puritanical beliefs. Well, though. she didn't want to leave town. She didn't want to leave town. She liked having people. She was clearly Here's much more open minded. I feel like this is when you go to the grocery store without a list and you got your stuff on the <laughs> conveyor belt. And they're about two thirds of the way through, and you realize you only got about fifty dollar left to spend. So you got to pick and choose what's left of all your stuff. That's how I feel about this film. We were doing really good, and then shit, we're out of money. Okay, cut that, cut that. Yeah, we don't need that. And well, what left I mean, me it high is and independent. Dry. It is an independent film. I will say this. I like independent films. You though have an issue if a movie does not end. I will say this because every time you've hated a movie. It's the ending. It's the ending, and it ruins... T- Remember Gone Girl? I'm like, Mom, did you love Gone Girl? No, I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> that woman should have died. I'm like, did you like it up until then? Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Up until the last five minutes. This movie, though, had so many problems for me, and I wanted to like this movie. There's nothing I love better than a good witch story. You you lay yep. it on me. I have watched them all. I love a good witch story. Including, it started way back from Snow White and the Poison Apple. Yeah, that's I true. have always loved a witch movie. Okay, this is not a witch movie. <laughs> this, I'm telling you right now, what I think this movie is is a is a a cover for, or not a cover, but uh, like one of those smart people movies where they're trying to tell you, you know, can you imagine what it was like for these women back then? Obviously, second class citizens. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's what this movie was about. Yeah, I do too. I don't think it was a horror film. It would not be on my top 75 horror well, films, but... I like horror movies that are both, both not only... And here's why. I like horror films that are both horror films and 
that are, um, wow, the word has escaped me, metaphors for things like that. If they can be both, to me, it works much better. And to me, this is why The Witch works. Now, I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't love the last five minutes either. I do think it's a little ridiculous. But I think the performances, the mood that Robert Eggers... I mean, I'm excited to see his next film. Even if you didn't care for this one, I think this is somebody who's talented. Look, I'm okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will say this. Um, I liked the characters of the mm-hmm. movie. Um, the creepy little twins. Okay. Uh, but there's just so many things. And I'm not a historian, so I don't know. And sometimes when I watch a movie... I will get angry at the history because um, I I want to be entertained by the movie. I'm not necessarily interested in whether or not they follow historical things, okay? But when you're talking about an extremely Puritan family, so Puritan that um, they leave a town because it's not religious enough... They're no, kicked out. There's no no black goats. I'm sorry. There's, <laughs> there's no, no black goat. Well, maybe they thought. Well, listen. Didn't they maybe know? it was lead poisoning. Maybe it was lead poisoning. I love I love the black goat. I personally think the way they use animals in this film and the way he shoots the animals give make the animals far more creepy than they actually are. Like the jackrabbit. Okay. Like the black goat. I just don't understand the jackrabbit at all. Even I think you're right. Bit. I think you're right. I think that's the witch. I think you're 100 percent correct. The jackrabbit is the witch. I think the jackrabbit represents the food that they do not have. Essentially, this family is on a is on Survivor before they got a million dollars for making it for 39 days because they're living off bread and water. And I think the jackrabbit represents. You know, if we think about lust, the seven deadly sins: lust, pride, greed, envy, sloth. Wrath, gluttony, gluttony. Well, these people don't have no gluttony. No, there's no gluttony. Well, I guess when he asked her if she wants a pretty dress and well, wants, or when delici- he, and wants he, to live deliciously, yes, yes okay, maybe gluttony. true. And now remember the silver cup, which he sells, and then she blames on Thomason, true. and the father keeps it. Pride, the father pride is comes pride. before the fall. Wrath for the mother, lust for Caleb, which you know he feels guilty about immediately. Envy again, you know the mother, mother. I have a hard time. I don't know the difference between envy and jealousy. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, um... I mean... Okay, I'll buy that. But again, I wanted to watch a witch movie. I agree. I don't know if it was sold correctly, but I'm saying if this was called, like, you know, Puritan Nightmares or something else, would you enjoy it more? I don't know. If it was sold to you differently. If it was sold to me as a non-witch movie... Um, other than the ending, I probably would have watched it anyway because right. I love that 1630s crap. I mean, I'm curious what your score. I'm feeling a low score. Uh, <laughs> are we up to the score? Oh, we're getting close. We're getting okay, close. So, so here's here's the whole thing. Okay, if you like movies about witches, this is not a witch movie. Okay, there is a witch. That is true. But, you know, there's a more witchly presence. Witchly? I don't know if that's a word. There's more oh, witchly bewitching. presence in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Kevin Costner's lack of an accent that's the witchly presence. So I would watch this movie before I watched Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves again. Although I do love Alan Rickman. No, I would not. I love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You really think... Hold on. You were going to tell me that Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves... Now I'm going to get a little upset. You see my voice got shrill there, so I apologize. Over the witch? Alan Rickman. 
I love Alan Rickman too, and he's great in that. But there's still scenes where we have Wouldn't to watch a Mary. Knife be sharper <laughs> with a, a spoon, you idiot! It will hurt more. Yes. But then you still have to watch Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio with her New Jersey accent playing Maid Marion, and then Kevin Costner with his mullet, and their love scenes with that, so, and the uh, terrible on music. On Saturday Night Live, they had this guy who used to do the Weekend Report, Colin... Oh, yes. Colin... Quinn. Colin Quinn. Quinn. And he made a comment about Kevin Costner, that if Kevin Costner, if you ever happen to listen to this podcast, I'd like you to hear this loud and clear. No directy. No righty, just acty. <laughs> but remember, Kevin Costner, if you can't do a British accent, don't play a British hero. That is ridiculous. And then also, the Christian Slater, I love me some Christian Slater. He's terrible in that movie, I though. love Christian Slater so much, I named one of my children after yes, him. Yes, I know. you know anything about that, QC? Yeah, I do. Um, but I love Christian Slater so much. My favorite line in that whole movie is, fuck me, he cleared it. <laughs> yeah, but what is Christian Slater? Christian Slater is doing like a Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Nobody got that the same script. That movie needed it. Nobody got the same script. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio and Kevin Costner, hold on a second, are doing like Nicholas Sparks' hey, romantic hey, novel. We have, moved, Alan Rickman, we have moved on. Alan Rickman and Geraldine McEwen are doing like... Satan's gallows humor out there in the castle and then Christian Slater is we doing got Monty off, Python we got and, off Morgan, topic. and Morgan Freeman is doing Driving, Driving Miss Daisy just with you know Driving Mr. Kevin Costner and it's terrible but anyways we've gotten off track but this movie I don't love I would tell people not to watch it. That's how much I disliked Ooh, this movie. Well, I completely disagree with you. I'd like to get my $20 back oh for going to see gosh. it in the theater. Ugh. You know, I Not think that it, I haven't seen some bad movies. Yeah, this and this is, definitely isn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't think this is a bad I film. Because I did watch the whole movie. Right. So there is something to be said I think it's a that. polarizing film. What I would have liked... It, the way I would have liked it to end, honestly. Okay. So that's really where my whole problem comes in. If it had ended differently, I could have forgiven the black goat. Okay. Um, the What I really would have liked to have seen, and this may make me sound like a total weirdo, is that Thomason really was a witch. The whole time. The whole entire time. That's what I really would have liked. I would have liked to have seen her bewitch her father or something that gave us the audience the knowledge that Thomason was a witch without giving it to the family. Right. Okay. Um, And that the father would just believe anything she said or whatever, however you want to be bewitched so that the mother hated her more. Just anything that would... I have us and two. I would have liked it to have ended. I don't. I don't mind that the family died and we never find out what happens to the twins. I can only assume the mortar and pestle, but <laughs> we don't know. Listen, they were made into some linguini. <laughs> we don't know. Um, I will tell you, they never show you the baby being actually killed, which is yeah, nice. But I think it's uh, this movie. Just so we're clear, there is some gore and violence in it. I think absolutely. overall, though, this movie is not. I think it's used sparingly, and I think it's used... It's it's a tasteful and shockingly... Well, I just would... And maybe Thomason maybe wouldn't have known she was the witch until she reached the womanly age, you know, of 13 or whatever, because they always say at 13 is when they'd be... So if maybe she just had these abilities that she was unaware of, like bewitching her brother like she did. So had she been able to... Well, the brother kind of bewitched himself, but... 
mm-hmm. bewitching the father or something like that that gave us the inclination. And then at the end, when everybody's dead, Thomason and Black Phillip just walk off into the woods. I would have been fine with that. So here's my thing. I'm going to give you a slight interpretation, then we'll go into our favorite art scenes that you hopefully you have one or two. Um, I do, although I agree with you, I don't see that Thomason was a witch the whole time. I do have heard of interpretations. So let's take them out. When, he, when she convinces Caleb to take her out into the woods. She's very convincing when she... Well, he's terrified of his when, father. When she, right. When she calls her father a hypocrite, he doesn't smack her, like, which you think... In fact, he he's does. almost... Oh, he does, but he's... Um, but he doesn't do anything else. He's He, he believes her. He drags her to the house and makes her tell her mother. Right. But he does believe her. But he does believe her. That's what I'm saying. When the twins can't recite the, the prayer, which I believe they would know... And then yet she recites the prayer with her family, and then he spits out the poison apple and her brother dies. I think there are, you could make arguments that she's been a witch the whole time, and that she basically set up the paranoia. Those are very, very subtle then. Well, Because I didn't get it. This is a very (laughs) subtle movie, okay? It's it's a capital, it's subtle with a B, okay? It's so cool. All right, so. I just feel a little like I was M. Night. Shyamalan no, in this I, movie. I feel it was a little more and Cuba if you know how I feel about M. Night Shyamalan I love a good M. Night Shyamalan Shyamalan which is funny that you say that because Anya Taylor-Joy who plays Thomason actually did the next M. Night Shyamalan film she was the lead female in Split well there you go with the dark hair so well I do like an M. Night Shyamalan movie but we all know what we're getting into right. okay we all know we're getting into the bait and switch and it's not going to be scary at all you know the village so they're really just living in the woods oh my I gosh mean, we already discussed so, the village I know but I'm just saying you know we all know what we're getting into I kind of feel like I got M. Night Shyamalan in this movie I feel like I got Kubrick in this film and I like being Kubrick Stanley Q- I personally think this is a great film I just think the ending doesn't work so I'm gonna very heavily disagree with you. All right, um, let's go for let's those go ratings. For Before we 10? do that, no, we'll let's oh. do that. We do need to save our favorite scenes. I know that you didn't love every part, so I'm gonna go first. Okay. My most memorable scene in the film. Memorable, memorable or and, favorite? We do memorable first. Okay. And then we do horrific. That's the scariest. Oh, gotcha. So memorable okay. scene in the film for me, the most memorable scene is the exorcism, and it is terrifying. But the reason I love that scene is because it is just so sustained and it just keeps building and building and going up and up and up and up and you feel like this family is going to break okay and i liked that scene because it's so it's he'd been building to it all day he the stepping stones were there and to me that's a great payoff and sometimes this movie doesn't always do great payoffs but that one is a great payoff uh the most horrific scene for me is definitely when Black Philip gores the father. And not even usually, I don't always choose the bloodiest scene as the most horrific, but that just comes out of nowhere. Boom. And you just, you see Thomas in with the blood in her hands. She's got the fear in her eyes. And then all of a sudden, and her reaction is, isn't even shock really. It's almost like, mm, I kind of knew that was going to happen. That, I just think, is one of the scenes where the ambiguity hmm. and the subtleness, I think, comes out a little more. Okay. Like, it's, it's more obvious to tell that there may be more than just one thing going on here. Okay, what's your favorite scene in the film? My 
Favorite or most memorable? Most memorable. We'll go with memorable. Okay, so the most memorable scene for me is definitely, um, and it may actually be my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, Usually memorable is kind of my favorite, Is too. when they're down at the river and Thomason is brushing out the woolens and Caleb's collecting some water and Mercy's pretending to be a witch. Oh, yeah. And Thomason convinces her she is a witch. Oh, and tells her, that's right. We kind of forgot to be... That's an interesting little part yes, of the movie. Yes, and then that's what Mercy will use later against Thomason. Um, and Thomason said it was just in jest, but she mentions that she signed his book and she did all this and she, you know, made her bargain. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the most memorable. I, I actually laughed kind of a little bit. There, there um, is a little bit of comedy in that actually. Um, because these are such Puritan people and they have nothing. I mean, you know, they don't play. There's no playing. The, mm-hmm. the two children are the only ones that play. Um, the youngest, the twins, they are the only ones to play. Um, and the most disturbing or, or horrific horrific is the baby in the mortar and pestle. Okay, they show the baby. This is like the first 15 minutes of the movie. The baby in the witch's hands. She's like rubbing the baby yeah. and she holds a knife up. And then next thing you see, she's like beating something in a mortar and pestle and covering herself in blood. So, you know, you gotta give the, the movie credit. The it's got some guts. Like, you don't kill literal guts. Yeah, but you don't kill infants in film. I mean, that's... And the dog dies, damn it! Yeah, this is definitely... Yeah, Robert Eggers is clearly... Like I said, so... Alright, now it's time for rating. I will let you give your rating first. I won't gonna... Okay, la, so la, it's, la, la. it's a 1 out of 10 system, if I understand correctly. Well, we don't do, do stars. We don't. You can do 0 if you really feel that strong about it, but 0 through 10, yeah. So what do I have to do to get you people not to watch this movie? I'm telling you. Okay, I'm, so I'm to me, say... let me tell you what the recommendation is. Okay, to me, anything above a seven is recommended. Uh-huh, okay. Anything below seven is like, six to seven is like borderline. Okay. I think below a six is, you don't recommend Well, it. if you if you like historical movies um, that at the end of you won't quite know what you watched, then I'd give this a five. If you're expecting a witch movie from the 1600s that you thought was going to be great witchcrafty coolness, this is a one. What do you really give it, truthfully? Truthfully, I, I'd give it a two. I'm kind of sad that yeah. So I went to the movie wow, theater. I went to the movie two. theater and saw it, and afterwards I was like, I'm not sure I understood it. I felt like I'd missed something. M. Night Shyamalan. I felt like I'm giving you the hand right. Over edited, still trying to figure out where these people got this goat from. So, um, still trying to figure out the the black goat thing. I couldn't get past it the whole movie. So I watched it again. It didn't get better. So then take I take off the last five minutes of the movie. What would you give it? The last five minutes where she wanders off. Yeah. The, if it would have ended with Black Phillips hook hoof right. changing into a hand even more from yeah, okay, or something like that. Um, I'd probably give it a five or a six. Okay, I think a five or a six is fair if you It's don't not care a for witch it. movie. It's a satanic conversion movie. I see I don't even see it as a satanic conversion film. I see it as a film like, maybe against organized religion. For sure. Or maybe but against no, the, no, it's no. not organized re- religion because Satanism is still an organized religion. No, I guess maybe against puritanical beliefs. Okay, I'll buy that, but by the same token, witches are not necessarily yeah. satanic. That's true. And so I like But a, they're not they're not but they don't believe in God. 
they believe in, in a different god. In a priestess, high priestess, being, you know, they, There's whatever. different types of witches. If they but, would have made it a witch movie, I would have liked it. But then again, don't be fooled, because it wasn't called the witch. It was called the vivich. That's how they used to spell it back in the olden days. And so, okay, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to get... That's where, literally, that he found that. That's who, who spelled the witch, because that was their... I know. There was the Satan. That was actually Satan's You really Satan's gotta tell mark. me all that. Uh, I'm going to give this, a, well, I almost feel like I have to give it higher over your two, because <laughs> talk to the hand, because I'll tell you, I'd give it two to Robin Hood, but I'd give it a six for a good drink, if you were drinking and had lots of drinks, and you watched during Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, then I'd give it a 6.5. Well, if you got to drink every time there was a Kevin Costner close-up, the movie would be fantastic. Right, exactly. Because um, you'd be shit-faced in ten minutes. <laughs> you would be, or every time. Whenever Kevin Costner directs himself, there will always be a sideways He didn't direct that movie, hair. but he did produce it. I know, it. but he produced it. Um, I'm going to give The Witch an 8.8 out of 10. Holy crap aroni I He doesn't know what he's talking about, people. No, I do. But I will say this. I don't think this movie is for everybody. I don't think it's... I really do think it's much more for an independent, obscure film watcher. If you're a religious person, you will not enjoy this no, movie. No, I actually... Or maybe you will. Maybe you'll use it as saying, see... This is what happens if you go to witchcraft. Satan will take over your perhaps, mind. Perhaps. Perhaps. But I mean, it. Yeah. it is definitely a, a um, I mean, it's only missing pentagrams. I mean, the, every satanic symbol, you, yeah. you as the general public, as a non-Satanist. I actually liked know. that, though, because I feel like they were almost taking the piss out of the Salem witch trials a little bit. Well, that's why I think if why I I thought maybe it was a movie about feminism that they were trying to show. How I do feminism, think it's a film about feminism. You know that that Puritan women living as second class citizens and how difficult it was for them and how easy it was for them to become witches, maybe. No. But it it wasn't it wasn't a witch movie. Well, I'm so I'm the freedom for Black Phillip and moms. Where did Black Philip come from? That's our picket signs. Yeah. All right. So you are going to be coming back very shortly. In fact, Say what? because of popularity, I do want to announce. I Mama probably Kate. ruined it all with this one. They're like, I can't believe she watched that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I think there are people who'll be like, I completely agree with you. And then there are going to be people who have intelligence like me and completely agree right, with me. Yeah. <laughs> that was slightly an insult, but I love you anyways, Mom. Um, I will say this. It, you were going to be back. You do by popular demand. We're going to be discussing a lot more films. Originally, it was only going to be five or six, but we um, I bumped her up to almost thirty Holy to forty. Cow. And I think it's because just I hope you, I've seen them all. Well, if you haven't, some of them be good. And listen, she's going to probably disagree with me more than once. Um, and I actually think that's what makes we it disagree more fun. a lot. We do. We've played board games that lasted for days. Yeah, we do. But what I really the reason I wanted to get you on here and discuss this, and I appreciate you being honest about your dislike of the film, is because you're not the only one who dislikes the film. Out of the general audience. So I really think that that you bring that to it. So with that being said, uh, next week we will be discussing... Drum roll. We're going to be discussing next week The Cabin in the Woods. Oh gosh, this is a great movie. And you will be back for this one because oh, I, I decided that you know enough about horror films to discuss Cabin in the Woods. So are you excited for this one? I love this movie and it's yeah. not even my style of movie. No, it's definitely not. But it not. was such a fun new well I don't want to do the whole thing but it was it it was different from any movie I'd seen up until then so I really enjoyed that and about it also me you and Big J on November 2nd um, I there's a remake of a film called Suspiria as you know how much I love Suspiria oh yes this is one of his so favorites so we're actually I'd say we're all going to go see it in the theaters that weekend and do a special podcast on Suspiria Nice. Uh, so it'll be coming out November 2nd. So the three of us, we're all going to be on this one. I decided to have a three-way podcast. Well, how much fun? 
That would be, be fun. Great. That'd be awesome. So with Big the, Jay and I laughing could yeah. probably take up the whole right. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm QC. I'm Mama K. And we are signing off, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.